0: Welcome to the Gen X Women's Guide to Love podcast. I'm your host, Shonda Howard, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to stop attracting all of the wrong men so you can meet and marry the man of your dreams. Let's Get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. I'm so excited to be back here with you today. And today we're going to dive into talking about exactly why, even though you feel like you're doing all of the right things, you still keep attracting the wrong guys, okay? So I'm sure that you are probably on all of the apps, right? You probably spend your lunch break and your evenings scrolling, swiping right, swiping left, You might even have your friends help you vet all of the guys that you're looking at when you're with them, having a good laugh, right? Having your friends kind of give you their opinion. So you're on Tinder, you're on Bumble, you're on Hinge, and every time you go to open up the app, you're thinking, okay, maybe this will be the time that it's different. Maybe this will be the time I meet somebody who's serious, someone who isn't going to wait for two days to respond to me or just string me along with one word answers, And yet time and again, it keeps happening over and over. You start to engage in a conversation with somebody who looks cute. He's smiling in his profile picture. He might even have a dog with him. He's got a decent career. He seems nice. He seems promising. You're excited about this one. You're hoping he's gonna be different. And you start going back and forth and then he just stops responding. Or maybe after you talk for a little while, you start to realize, okay, he's actually not gonna ask me out and you start to get confused. Should I reach out again? Should I find something witty to say to open up the conversation again? Is this going to go anywhere? Or maybe he does ask you out. And so you go on the date. And once you get out with him and you start to engage in conversation and you open up, you start to realize he's not actually looking for a serious relationship. Or maybe he doesn't want kids and you know that you do. You find yourself feeling that familiar pull. You want to explore the excitement and all of the adventure. He seems exciting. You guys have a few things in common, right? And there's a part of you that's really hooked into the potential of this relationship, even though there are so many red flags. And most importantly, he might not be looking for the same things you are. And so the reason why this keeps happening to you over and over again, even though you're doing all of the right things and you've been in therapy and you've been reading the self-help books and you're on all of the apps, you're talking to your friends, you're telling everybody that you're looking for Mr. Right, you're going out on the weekends, you're excited, you're hopeful, you keep getting yourself geared up again, but the reason why you keep meeting unavailable men is that even though on the outside you're doing the right things, on the inside, you're still repeating and living out the same old patterns. This happens when you have not done the work to release your past, which is step one in my process to find love. So for example, when I was single, I had been single for about four years. It was about four years since my last relationship. And During that time, I was really hardcore dating. Now, before that, I was in a relationship that was pretty toxic, okay? And I'm sure we are gonna get into the details of that at some point in this podcast. But the important thing to know is that up until this point, both in relationships and as I was dating, I kept finding that I would end up with people who were just not available to fully commit. I would be with people who would give me these high highs but also there would be these low lows. I would end up being with a man who would kind of give me just enough to string me along and keep me going and think there was a future. And then it would really come out at some point that things weren't that serious. Or maybe they would make me think that. Maybe they would make me think it was going to be serious, right by the signs that they were giving me. But then all of a sudden They would take a really sharp left turn in a different direction, and it would feel jarring because I didn't expect it. So let's talk about this one guy that I dated named Joe, okay? So Joe was really great, right? He seemed like such a great guy. He was a friend of a friend. So when we started dating, it just kind of happened organically. And in the beginning, he was doing, quote, unquote, all of the right things, right? So he would call me to arrange a date. We would spend a few nights a week together. We would go out and do really cool, exciting things. It seemed like we had things in common. We liked to explore new and exciting cuisine and restaurants. We liked to see live music together. And it felt like this could really have a lot of potential, And because he was showing up, he was consistently texting me, I kind of always knew I would see him again, he would even call me if he was away for business, I kind of felt in some ways like I knew what to expect. And in my mind, that meant, okay, I think this could be headed somewhere good. So we ended up dating for two, maybe three months, and we would hang out, we would spend a lot of time together. We even took took a trip to East Hampton together over the summer that we were dating, And so, you know, on paper, everything that he was giving me felt like this was headed in the right direction. It felt like he really liked me. He was really into me. And so I was absolutely right and okay and safe to have my feelings. And I remember one weekend, it was towards the end of the summer. It was in August. And we had made some plans to hang out with a bunch of our mutual friends and you know, as a side note, if you're someone who's afraid of commitment, hanging out with a bunch of mutual friends and the person that you're dating really means that you're starting to integrate, right? So, that could really mean a step forward towards commitment for somebody who's afraid of commitment. So that was just an aside, right? But So we had this plan to spend a Saturday together in Central Park with our friends picnicking. And the night before we were supposed to hang out with our friends, he had reached out to me that afternoon. It was a summer Friday in New York City. And if you don't live in New York, then you might not know this. But in New York, it's very common to have quote like what we call summer Fridays. And so summer Fridays mean that the office closes at 12 or 1 o'clock so that people can head out to the Hamptons or head out to Fire Island or travel wherever they're going. And so it was this beautiful summer Friday in New York. And he reached out and he just said, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? So we ended up meeting up at about two o'clock in this really hip neighborhood called the Lower East Side, and we ended up stopping into this cute Mexican restaurant for chips and guacamole and margaritas, and we were just chatting, and we ended up spending about six or seven hours together. So that uh, afternoon margaritas turned into us strolling around into other neighborhoods, exploring, walking in and out of shops, just having this beautiful summer Friday together. It was fun. It felt like it was flowing. Everything felt like it was going right. And as the night progressed and it started to become early evening, we got hungry. So we decided to stop into another restaurant, a tapas place in the West Village for dinner. And side note, I ended up sitting across from Laura Benante at that dinner, which if you don't know musical theater, you might not know who who that is, but she's an actress and she's done a lot of Broadway. Anyways, so it was just a real New York Friday for me. And We had this lovely dinner again. We were chatting, and over dinner, the plan materialized that since we were meant to spend Saturday together with our friends, we would head back to my apartment in Chelsea, which wasn't too far from where we were. I would pack a bag, and we would head back to Joe's place, right? That was the plan. So we wrapped up our beautiful dinner. We walked up the, um, the streets, through the streets of the West Village, up into Chelsea. It was beautiful. There was a buzzing in the air, lots of energy out, lots of people walking about. It was one of those warm, thick summer evenings that are, it just feels so perfect. And as we got into my apartment, I packed my bag. I, I moved very quickly. I didn't need a lot of stuff. And I remember I turned around to walk out the door. I had my bag in my hand and Joe looked at me and dead serious, no expression. He says, Shonda. And my stomach dropped. I felt like all of the energy got sucked out of me. I just felt like, oh my God, what's happening? This is so weird. And he said to me, this isn't working. I think you know that. And I froze. I truly did not know what to say because I was completely shocked. I actually didn't know that because he had been giving me all the signs that it was working. He had kept asking me out. He was calling me every week. He kept making plans. We both kept showing up. It seemed like a mutual attraction. And I had just spent seven hours with this man, strolling around New York City holding hands. I had just packed a bag to go to his house. So no, I didn't know that it wasn't working. But I completely froze. I did not have anything to say. My stomach left my body. In fact, I think I floated out of my body. I think he said maybe two or three more sentences. And then I just said, okay, no problem. And I walked him out and said goodbye all I could think was, oh my God, did he just spend seven hours with me trying to figure out how to break up with me? One meal, one drink after the next? Did he really just not have the balls to come out and say what he really wanted to say? Had he called me or reached out that afternoon because he wanted to break up with me? It was so bizarre. I was swirling, so I called my best friend who was downtown that night at a hip restaurant with her husband. They were out because it was Friday night. They were eating dinner, and they immediately came to my rescue. They wrapped their dinner up. They brought me a to-go bag, and we all met at a at a wine bar in our neighborhood in Chelsea. And we just sat there processing, going over what had happened. I felt completely dumbfounded, and... I was starting to feel pretty angry, too, because, again, he was giving me all the signs that we were headed down a straight path, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, he took a sudden, sharp left turn. I felt like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me, and mostly I was mad at myself. I just couldn't understand. There must have been red flags that I just didn't see. And to make it all the more frustrating, this was just one example of many where I would see this pattern, this fear of commitment, this emotional unavailability, this inability to be transparent and honest play out. It felt like I was a magnet for men that just couldn't commit. But once I started doing this deep work and I started to really examine my past and release it, what I saw was that all of my internal patterns were causing me to attract men who were unavailable. This is why releasing your past is so vitally important if you want to attract a healthy, loving partnership. Imagine that you see a field covered in a blanket of white snow. In this field, there is just one well-worn clearing or one footpath that has been traveled over and over and over again. This path because it's the one footpath that's been traveled so many times is the easiest path to travel because the clearing already exists so no work is needed and the more that path is traveled the clearer and deeper the path becomes and so this is exactly what is happening inside of your subconscious mind Your patterns were created a long, long time ago by all of your life experiences as a child and a young adult. Everything that you saw, internalized, heard, felt, and experienced during those critical years created a belief system or a neural pathway inside of your subconscious mind. Over time, these neural pathways become just like that well-worn path in the snow. It becomes more efficient for your subconscious mind and your brain to travel those well-worn paths or play out those patterns. And the longer you go without looking at and releasing this past programming and pattern, the deeper these patterns become entrenched into your subconscious mind and into your way of being. This makes it even harder to change, and it ensures you are going to continue to have the same internal and external experience in love. For example, my pattern was to attract men that would always somehow abandon me, men that I couldn't trust fully, men that were just not ready to commit or move to the next phase of a relationship. And when I finally took a long, hard look at my past so I could release it, what I saw was astounding. I finally saw that my deepest fear was abandonment and that because I was afraid to be abandoned, I was truly afraid to commit to anyone. I thought on a subconscious level, That it was safer to be with men who I knew deep down inside were going to leave because if I knew what to expect, I wouldn't get hurt. Now, that didn't make sense on a conscious level. And until I really went looking for it, I didn't even see it. On a conscious level, I thought, of course I want to commit. That's all I want. I want to be with someone who wants to commit to me. And so I'm going to say that again. I thought on a subconscious level, it was safer to be with men who I knew were going to leave me because if I knew what to expect, then I wouldn't get hurt. It gave me a sense of control. It gave me safety in some way. Your subconscious mind only wants to keep you safe, and it will act out old patterns to avoid any perceived threats to your safety, even if it makes no sense to you consciously. This is why so many of my clients come to me deeply frustrated and truly not understanding why they can't seem to find someone who they are attracted to that also want to treat them well, wants to settle down, wants to start a family, wants the same things that they want. This is also why my clients feel a pull towards a guy that says up front that he doesn't want kids when they know that they do. Why they waste their time because something about him seems exciting and adventurous and there's a spark. Yet the guys that are nice and sweet and text back right away and want all the same things they do, they just don't feel interested in. And so we always have to start by looking at their past relationships. We identify patterns of all the men and all the relationships that have shown up over and over and over again. We get clear on exactly how their subconscious mind is viewing these patterns as keeping them safe. We get clear on what they are deeply afraid of and how holding on to those fears is creating exactly what they don't want. We look at all of the beliefs and we start to rewire the subconscious program. We create feelings of safety, security, love, and acceptance for themselves and in partnership. We create new neural pathways or new paths in the snow, so to speak. And after releasing their past, my clients start to see red flags for exactly what they are. They suddenly don't feel as attracted to those types of men. They start to speak up and tell men exactly what they are looking for. They feel confident in dating, and they feel certain that their person is coming. And they start to notice different types of men seem interesting to them. Men who are more honest, forthright. Men that are excellent communicators. So if you know that this is something that you struggle with, then your first step is absolutely to look at all of your past relationships with a fine-tooth comb and get clear on the patterns that are holding you back. You need to start looking at and finding out what are the negative qualities that these men have had. Once you start to see the patterns and you see the qualities that have shown up over and over again... You can start to dig deeper to examine just how these patterns and these qualities are actually keeping you safe in some way. You can find out where they stemmed from and how they may have served you as a young adult or a child. And finally, you can do the work to release those patterns. But until you can really understand all of this and release it, you will continue to see the same patterns show up over and over again in love. If you want to take this work even deeper, you can always email me at shonda at shondahoward.com to chat about working together one-on-one. And if you're ready to also really attract love, you absolutely should head on over to shondahoward.com forward slash free and download my free meditation to attract love. And stay tuned for next week where I'll be diving into step two of my process to find love. Thank you so much for listening to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. If you liked this episode, I would be so honored if you'd share it with someone who you know is looking for love. And if you're ready to take this work even deeper, I invite you to head on over to ShondaHoward.com forward slash free, where you can download your free meditation to attract your soulmate.